This week on Ultra 64. Doom, 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 doom. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog. And we're just playing it till we get bored. Uh, or usually longer than we get bored sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But either way, my name is Steve Guntley. I am Woody Siskowski. I couldn't think of you got anything nothing to today. say. No. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Tied to can... the gates of hell, Woody Siskowski. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, uh, for people who uh, heard our jaunty little opening there, it's Christmas time. This week, uh, yeah, this episode is releasing right around Christmas week, so uh, I'm sure everybody's already trimmed their Extreme G tree. That's right. Just... Uh, shared, shared. Uh, you know, I, and I know you've you've since converted and you're celebrating the Eight Nights of Arrow Gage, so... That's uh, right, that's right. I got you this box with flaps on it. Thank you. It goes roughly 20 feet in the air, and then it uh, uh, you lose. Wonderful. Yeah. I got you this... Uh... Magic box from Snowboard Kids. It has a glove that uh, homes in on your opponents ahead of you. Excellent. Oh, thank you. I can use this a lot. I'm frequently behind people. Yeah, so, it's true. Uh, in, in intelligence and in looks and most things, I'm behind people. And here's another box, and it has a double chainsaw in it. What? Double, double chainsaw? chainsaw? What does it mean? It means we played Doom. <laughs> we played Doom 64, to be precise. It's, it's uh, the 64th game in the uh, Doom series. beloved Doom franchise. It might in some ways be um as yeah. early as it came out um there yeah. have been many ports of doom before many, this port many clones many ripoffs yep. uh I, I don't think it's controversial to say that Doom is one of the most influential games of all time. I think, I mean, whether yeah, whether yeah. you know you like it or not, uh, this is hugely influential and a very, very important game. We're well, actually playing it uh, just shortly. Right now, when we're playing it, it's shortly before the 25th anniversary of the the first game coming out. December 10th, 1993 was when it first hit PCs. And we were, I don't know, we always, I... I don't know. Whoever wrote in about the Mount Rushmore video games, mm. he, he, his letter has resonated through the annals of the show. I know. Uh, keep, because I keep, keep trying to boot it. people out. I feel like Doom Guy needs to go on there now. I mean, is I don't I don't even know because he's not like a good character. No, he, he's but, just an. He's but just in a, some way, that's fitting for like inventing the first person shooter genre, I right? Suppose. It's not built on character. It's just about he's just sort of the stand-in for you. Yeah, the okay. wielder of the many weapons. I suppose that's true. And I mean, the casual people driving by the uh, Mount Rushmore video games might think he's uh, Master Chief from Halo, yeah. and then that's a twofer. You know, exactly. You get two, you get two important games in one little drive-by. So. Doom is the game that led to the explosion of first-person shooters. It invented an entirely new model of selling and distributing games on the internet. It ignited controversy about adult content in video games. And it opened the door for American developers uh, to kind of carve their way into what was pretty much an exclusively Japanese medium for a long, long time. And uh, it's also, like, I, I still think the original Doom is fun to play. This one notwithstanding, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to. But, uh, no, the original Doom is still really fast and fun. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's very goofy and it's aged, obviously. And it's been bettered uh, in its mechanics in just about every way. But uh, it's still a lot of fun to play. I kind of missed um, the Doom boat growing up since it was such a fixture of PC gaming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, most of the console ports to it were not very good. And I w- would not have been... a of age to play them yeah um 
But uh, did your parents crack down on age things like that? Did they, they did. Pay attention um, to that? Yeah, yeah, my mom did. was very anti-first-person shooter oh. um, in general. Um, so Goldeneye was sort of something that had caught her eye, her golden eye of what is and isn't appropriate. And so I had to go. I think I've told the story. So I had to go to the church youth group to play Goldeneye. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that's that's why we all get into religion yeah, to be able to absolutely. play first-person shooters every day. Yeah. So which is why of, Noah's Ark 3D was uh, such yes, a blast. And we've talked yeah. about that before as well. Oh the reskin, the religious reskinning of Wolfenstein 3D oh my God. to. Are fill we, up Noto's Ark. Are we repeating ourselves? We are. I just realized I just repeated like an anecdote to you that you told me two days ago, mm-hmm. and I think I think we're just we've en- we'd enter a cycle of uh, oh. next week we're playing Extreme G. Everyone, yes. <laughs> join us join us the week after that for Fighters Destiny. Finally, <laughs> yeah. I think we should do that. We should beat every game and then go back through in the same order that we did it, like backwards. And uh, so, like, we'll begin and end on uh, Space Invaders. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that like either. I, I already don't want to play this game again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, uh, yeah, like like you were saying, the anecdote that you, I, I was repeating back to you was that this might be the most ported game of all time. We were tr- we've been trying to figure out what that is for a while. Yeah, my, I originally put in a voice for Resident Evil Four, which is certainly a more modern thing mm-hmm. that's been ported all over. Yeah, um, you you voiced Tetris, mm-hmm. which I think is probably true in the sense that the most systems have had Tetris games on it. But it's debatable as to whether or not those count as new games because you'll often play something like the new Tetris, which right. isn't necessarily Tetris. They're all – yeah, there's so many like little marginal updates. And this one, it's just – it's like Doom across the board. And the reason for that was when Doom first got released, they released it as shareware. Yes. And then they just openly released the source code for it. Yeah. Uh, it was designed intentionally uh, for the modder community. It was one of the first games to ever like really cater to modders and really encourage them to uh, break into the code and be creative with it. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, very influential in just about every. Sense yeah, of the word. aside from you know pioneering the first-person shooter thing and bringing that into popularity, I think it really sort of defines so much of what it means to like be a PC gamer versus a console gamer. Hmm. Um, those lines are sort of more and more. Um, blurred now because it's pretty much the same games get released on both most of the time yeah but like when you think about like what made doom special it's like the graphics were like way ahead of its time yeah um the the distribution model of like sharing it with your friends and things like that and the developers being more open about it and just this insistence on modding like they the fact that they released the source code just led to so many like different clones of the game being made reskins things like that Um, yeah and so just as a list of this is the systems that Doom has been ported to. Um, this is the official id software releases. It was on Microsoft Windows, Sega 32X, Atari Jaguar, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, 3DO, Sega Saturn, Game Boy Advance, Xbox in Doom 3, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and, of course, your iOS phone. Um, and I'm sure I've seen many videos online of people finding weird ways to rig appliances up to run doom people there's people video of people running doom on their ti calculators yep um, or like on their smart fridges yeah, yeah exactly yeah and you know that's not even including all the other different um computer m- models that it was on and then since they released the source code there's been tons of unofficial releases of doom um you know of people changing levels and modding things and um I don't know. You you ready to get into a big topic here? Yeah. Um, so I think it's Kellogg's. Um, <laughs> well, then let me double check. Let me. Um, they include... no. I think General Mills does checks. Okay. Yeah. 
So they included a game called Chex Quest in their Chex cereal, um, which, you know, was kind of like those America Online discs. You just got it in your cereal, but yeah. it was a full game where you played as a Czech soldier and you fought little slime dudes. Yeah. And so it was just a reskin of Doom, but it was family-friendly and you got it for free. And apparently it was a huge... Did you ever play Chex Quest? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. yeah I, it, it's really fun. Um, it shouldn't work at all, but it's definitely... Yeah, it, it's in that little uh, niche of... Uh, corporate branded games that are actually surprisingly good like mick kids on nes yeah. and things like that so and yeah. it had it's had a surprising shelf life um aside from being a successful longer than uh, the cereal yeah exactly <laughs> well i mean people are still talking about it today like us and We're they're not, not talk- talking about check cereal anymore no, like, only, no it only, used to be on everybody's lips on the playground did you get true. the new box of checks it's been it's very outclassed by crispex cereal oh man i just like, bought some crispex today it's oh. so good this, this is, is the best. We're really divulged into real boring. Do we shit. want to make this like? Okay, we we can we can make this all about breakfast cereals. Here's a name idea. I don't think it's taken yet. Cereal. Mm, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I don't like think there's a podcast called that yet. No, I yeah, haven't heard yeah, of it. Absolutely. Um, I also want to do another one about my favorite murder, but we'll figure out a title for that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would I would actually enjoy a serial theme podcast. I'm sure it's out. I'm sure it's out there. Anyway, um, yeah, there's been there were sequels to Chex Quest, and there, now there I think there's running a Kickstarter for Chex Quest 4. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would contribute to that. You missed. You even missed a couple of consoles in there, like the storied Atari Jaguar had a Doom. I thought the, I said that. I thought that was oh, the second one I said. Well, did yes. It's, oh, did you say... It uh, doesn't make it any less true. Did you say the Zodiac Tap Wave? Oh, I did not say the yeah, Zodiac the Tap Zodiac Wave. Tap How could wave I miss the Zo- Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, it's the greatest <laughs> game, ever, game console of all time. Uh, so in 2015, Doom was among the very first crop of games inducted into the World Video Game Hall of Fame, which is based out of the Strong Museum in New York, uh, alongside Pong, Pac-Man, Tetris, World of Warcraft, and Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it inspired a really fucking terrible 2005 <sighs> movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson back when and he still Gerard had Gerard Butler, Rock. right? No, Carl Urban. Isn't Gerard, I thought Gerard Butler was the lead in that movie. No, it's Carl Urban. Oh. Yeah, I know they're, they're kind of uh, interchangeable, but I prefer Carl Urban, I think. He's a Ur- Carl Urban champion. He's a Carl He's- Urban champion, and I, I feel like I'm slurring every time I try and say his name. Like, I swear I'm not drunk, but I like Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban is better than Gerard Butler. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, that movie sucks, and uh, it's like because it's like a really cheap-looking movie 90% of the time. You can tell they're reusing sets mm-hmm. and just, like, moving the lights around. Well, in some like, way, that seems kind of true to the Doom video games. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. It seems a little true. And the highlight of the movie is, like, a five or six minute segment in the middle where it's trying to recreate the game and it's a first person mm. shooter where like, it's like just the guns on screen. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, but it did also inspire one of the best pieces of fan fiction ever. Doom repercussions of evil by Peter Chimera. If you'll uh, indulge me, I'd like to do a dramatic reading. Well, uh, let me pull it up on my phone here. In its entirety. Yes. Yes. Let's see. Doom repercussions, repercussions of evil. Of evil. Yes, yes, it's uh, a beautiful little event, and I think this was kind of uh, memefied a lot in the same way that My Immortal, the Harry Potter fan fiction, was uh, as something that's probably fake, like probably intentionally poorly written. You can't super confirm that because I feel like if you're the person who wrote this and you get confronted and somebody's like, come on, be be honest, this was a joke, right? You just kind of, yes, yes, I I was joking. Uh, <laughs> did you get, it's kind of like what Tommy Wiseau did after The Room came yes, out. Okay. Trying to pass you, it you off. You love like this he, dark comedy. Yeah, it's a hoot. It was a comedy the entire time. Yeah. No, it was not, dude. All right, I'll play, um, let me play a dad. Okay. And um, 
the radio. All right, you got it. And I'll be narrator, and I will be playing uh, John Stalvern. All right, here we go. A dramatic reading. <clears throat> John Stalvern waited. The lights above him blinked and sparked out of the air. There were demons in the base. He didn't see them, but he had expected them now for years. His warnings to Cernal Josen were not listened to, and now it was too late. Far too late for now, anyway. <laughs> John was a space marine for 14 years. When he was young, he watched the spaceships, and he said to Dad, I want to be on the ships, Daddy. Dad said, No! You will be killed by demons! There was a time when he believed him. As he got older, he stopped. But now, in the space station base of the UAC, he knew there were demons. This is John Josen! The radio crackered. You, you must fight the demons! So John got his plasma rifle, or plasma rifle, excuse me, and blew up the wall. Do you want to play demons? Okay. Yeah. He is going to kill us! Said the demons. I will shoot at him! Said the cyber demon as he fired the rocket missiles. John plasmade at him and tried to blow him up. But then the ceiling fell, and they were trapped and not able to kill. No! I must kill the demons! He shouted. The radio said, No, John! You are the demons! And then John was a zombie. And seen. And seen. Yeah. I'd also like to note the no punctuation in that last sentence. And then John was a zombie. No period. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's open-ended. It's like putting a question mark at the end of your movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just enticing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I mean, was that's, wonderful... that's pretty true to the story of Doom, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, there was surprisingly little tentacle sex in this uh, for me, uh, but, you know, whatever. It didn't, didn't scratch own. your main fanfic. It, it, it did not scratch that itch. Yeah. Let's talk about id Software. All, all right? right. So we met id Software when we played Quake, but we intentionally didn't really talk much about them because we knew we were getting to this game. And this is kind of... No, it's a bigger deal than Quake. I mean, Quake's great. So Quake was a big, important deal. Id Software deal. was invented in the ninth, early 19th centuries by Sigmund Freud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he talked about um, that the id Software is the top part of your brain where you just run around and want to shoot at things and not have to put too much effort into uh, complicated things like story or puzzles. And you just exactly. want to use big guns. You nailed it. Yeah. We can close it down. Okay, perfect. Nothing more to say. Not everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we touched on it software a little bit, but uh, it was formed in 1991 in Shreveport, Louisiana by four guys. There's John Romero, Tom Hall, John Carmack, and Adrian Carmack, and those two are not related. Uh, I, that wow. was always confusing to me, but, yeah, they are not related, just two guys who happen to have the same last name. Uh, I, I always liked the story of id because it's a very punk rock kind of, like, scrappy little startup <laughs> company. Uh, these guys had very little formal training. They had no money. They had no experience in running a business or anything like that. They were just coders working for this company called SoftDisk. And um, they they changed video games. I mean, they really did. I, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that. Uh, a lot of the history of their rise to power was chronicled in the book Masters of Doom by John Kushner, which uh, I'm going to revisit that before we play Daikatana. We didn't really <laughs> have time to read a whole book, but... Yeah, you I can't read a book that. in two days? Come on, man. I know, I know. I read that Monopoly book in six days, <laughs> and I'm so proud of myself. Uh, there, but I did uh, find a really excellent hour-long documentary from Machinima on YouTube that uh, I would encourage people to uh, check that out if you'd like a little more information. So uh, John Carmack was a developer uh, at SoftDisk, and he managed to figure out kind of this thing that was stumping PC developers for a long time, and that was how to do side-scrolling. 
Uh, you know, at this time, 1990, 1991, that's pretty much what video games were. Like, Nintendo was dominating the landscape, and people wanted side-scrolling platforming games. But the PC couldn't really keep up with those. They just mm. couldn't really crack the hardware. Uh, but he managed to do it. He figured out an engine on how to uh, capture scrolling on the PC. Uh, so he and Tom Hall and John Romero, they tried to uh, get in with Nintendo by painstakingly recreating Super Mario Bros. 3, bit by bit, on the PC. They sent their build to Nintendo. They said, this is something we can do for you. And Nintendo, not surprisingly, <laughs> rejected them because yes. they're very protective of their proprietary hardware and software, and they didn't want to license out Mario for PC use. They were doing fine without it. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they still wanted to do something with tech technology, so they got in touch with a guy named Scott Miller from Apogee Games. Now, Miller was a pioneer with online gaming. Um, he was one of the first to be using the internet to distribute games. And his model was pretty simple. He would let you play the first couple levels of his games for free. And then oh. if you wanted to get the rest of the game, you had to mail him a check, and then he would send you the rest of the game on a disc. Okay. Uh, and he was Seems doing fair. very well with that. Um, and he offered the guys like a very, very generous uh, cut from every game that they were able to produce for mm -hmm. him. And he gave them kind of free, free reign. So their first game that they created was uh, called Commander Keen. It came out in 1990, and it used John Carmack's scrolling technology to create this kind of lighthearted, goofy platformer mm -hmm. about an eight-year-old boy. Uh, and it was just a runaway smash hit. It started pulling them in about thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 a month. Holy smokes. Just using that model of, like, play the first couple levels, buy the rest. Uh, so they decided to formally uh, start their own company, and they... Uh, they took the name id from, obviously, from Sigmund Freud's idea of, like, the baser self. And it was also uh, a way to shorten their original title, which was Ideas from the Deep. And it was also a way to uh, symbolize in demand, ID oh, in wow. demand. Good so, name, good name. There's a lot going on in that name. Uh, so they started working on 3D games. Uh, their first 3D game was called Hover Tank 3D, uh, which was not a huge hit, but it kind of showed what games like this would look like. Uh, this, there's a hallway structure in ho Hover Tank that looks a lot like Wolfenstein, and uh, some of the monster designs look a lot like what would be in, in Doom later. And, you know, you're just driving along in a little tank, you've got little crosshairs, and you're just shooting things. So mm -hmm. think of the uh, the old maze screensaver from your uh, <laughs> yeah. Windows 95, and you're close. Uh, they followed that one up with a game called Catacomb 3D, which is uh, you were playing as like a wizard that was shooting fireballs, and uh, you, you actually had your hand in front and center on the screen, the way you do with guns and first-person shooters now. So if if you're going to quibble about it, I would kind of consider Catacomb to be the first first-person shooter, even though you're using a hand instead of a gun. I mean, I guess it all depends on how far back you're willing to go and yeah. to various things. Because, you know, there's like Battlezone, for example, for Atari. Like a lot of those early or like those games old games just... where you shoot ducks, like and they're going by in the galleries, you know, uh -huh. and old arcades. Yeah, exactly. That might count, you know. It's like if you squint and hold the gun, like, yeah. right in front of you, it's just like the just same thing. Keep your hand off the gun yeah. out of your eyesight. Yeah, why not? Uh, so they, they again, the Catacomb was not a big success, but it made them very excited about what they could do with this technology. They wanted to push it even further. So for their next project, they found an old lapsed IP from a game from 1981 that they really liked. Uh, uh, this company called Muse Software went under, and so this license went out into the public domain. So they picked it up, and then they released Wolfenstein 3D, which was released on May 5th, 1992. Um, a lot of people consider that the first first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. It was certainly the first popular one. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty big hit for them. 
And he introduced a lot of the mainstays that would go on to fuel the industry's biggest genre. I mean, there's the gun-based player icon, there's graphic violence, there's the HUD interface like down at the bottom. Like, A lot of these tropes are still used today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty big deal at the time. Uh, and this was also where we started to see some friction uh, with the early id team, because Tom Hall was growing very uncomfortable with the amount of violence that they were putting in their mm. games. He just really didn't want... Okay. He he was the guy behind Commander Keen, and he wanted to keep making games like that. Okay. Uh, but he, he stuck it out, and he went along with it because they were producing some pretty <laughs> exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. And they at this time, they were working out of an apartment building in Madison, Wisconsin, and they had, like, one of the most popular games in the country, and... They couldn't keep up with the demand. It was so nuts. So if you had to make a one-to-one comparison between the founders of id Software and the Beatles... Oh, um, I thought of this. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> where, where does that take you? Okay, John Carmack is your Paul McCartney. Okay. Uh, John Romero is your well, Lennon. You need, to, you need a little more, right? John Carmack is the Paul McCartney because he's like the, the craftsman, right? He's, he's the craftsman. He's the perfectionist. Uh, and uh, so John Lennon is kind of more the visionary, and that, that would be John Romero. Okay. Uh, Tom Hall, I think, is George Harrison because he's kind of he just wants to keep his head down and work. And uh, and then Adrian Carmack is Ringo. Okay, because he contributes little because he he's not the best drummer of the four of them. Got it. Um, yeah, but they need <laughs> no, someone Adrian, to play. Adrian drums. Carmack couldn't contribute a lot. He's their art director. Okay, uh, he's the one who basically invented all the sprites and all the designs for Doom and Quake. So he, I'm not going to minimize <laughs> his accomplishments at all. But he's Ringo. Uh, so yeah, uh, where was I? Okay, so they they started. Uh, brainstorming some ideas for the next project. And uh, John Carmack began refining his engine to kind of make a game adaptation of the movie Aliens. And it should be noted that John Carmack is kind of the genius of the crew and, like, the programming genius. And for every game they make, he invents a new engine. Oh, my gosh. Which is kind of nuts if you think about it today. Most games are, like, on the Unreal Engine or on something else. But uh, Yeah, usually engines stay in vogue and are used for, you know, five years at least. Yeah. He was inventing a new one every time, like, and just refining it and tweaking it. So uh, so he made a new one that was going to run an Aliens game. Uh, but then he decided that they were going to drop that license and make something of their own. Uh, and so they switched the Aliens over to Demons because they were kind of obsessed with Demons from their Dungeons & Dragons games and everything it's like that. It's definitely, like, the premise of Doom is a very sort of nerdy fan fiction sort of... <laughs> premise of yeah. like you're a dude in space with big guns and you fight demons i know it's like, yeah it's like they never it, even really try and square that like they're on mars yeah but this is hell so i don't know i guess hell is just like another dimension it doesn't really have a re- relative point to yeah. like physical space I it's, don't know. it's certainly not the religious hell it's, it's just... not a religious hell no no um so they they came up with the name doom based on a movie can you Guess the movie. I, I'm curious if you'll get it. It was based close. on the movie from the future that was based on the video game Doom, right? <laughs> and from it. a different dimension. <laughs> John Carmack was so far ahead of everybody. He yeah, exactly. Um, I'm guessing it's <clears throat> um, Night, Night of the Lepus. <laughs> I mean, you're not too far off. Uh, it came from the film The Color of Money. Oh, uh, starring it's an Oscar-nominated film starring Paul Newman, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, and uh, Tom Cruise is in it. Paul Newman and Tom Cruise play pool hustlers, and Doom is the name of Tom Cruise's pool cue. Ah, oh, so that's okay. a fucking wow. deep ass cut. Like that's it's I don't a know. weird thing to get named. I mean, Doom is just a great name. I don't know. It's but... a really weird thing to glom onto, and it, yeah. it makes again. I'm going to talk about the room, but uh, it makes <laughs> me think of Tommy Wiseau got the name 
the idea of the name of Mark for the character uh, because he was watching the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley, which he became obsessed with, and its lead actor, Mark Damon. So that was where he came up. I with also that. just like the idea that you get inspired by a name, the name Mark, not yeah. just because like people are named Mark. I have never like, heard this name before. Yeah. This Mark, it's good to be an American film movie. So, uh, during the development of Doom. Uh, Tom Hall became the first founder of the company to leave. He was very uncomfortable with the direction the studio was going. Uh, before he left, he did draft like what he called the Doom Bible, which was just like a long series of characters and backstory and plot. And everyone else in the company decided to throw that away. <laughs> they decided they didn't want to do this. So Tom was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm yeah. out. It's not a game that puts much emphasis on story. No, no, it, it's it, really not. It, uh, I don't even know design. if there's there's not really any cutscenes or is there any explanation at the beginning of the game, really? No. You just not. kind of are drawn dropped in and you dropped in and i think i think there was a little bit of a story in the booklet but even then it's just like you are a space marine hell has been unleashed go shoot them with your gun yeah exactly. so yeah so when doom was finally released in 1993 it never actually went to retail shelves like we were saying it was shareware which uh you know some somebody would buy a copy and he spreads it to and keep going uh which made it this viral word word of mouth hit like just kind of crazy uh on the first day it launched, it crashed its server. Uh, it, it launched on, uh, it used a uh, server in the University of Michigan and uh, just crashed it immediately. And it just became this runaway hit. At some, at one point, it was posited that Doom was installed on more computers than Windows 95. Like there, it, had, it was on 10 million computers at its peak. Uh, and it didn't get an official retail release until Ultimate Doom came out in 1995. Uh, so it, and when that came out, it was a massive, massive hit and it made them ridiculously wealthy. <laughs> Uh, Doom 2 released just nine months after that. It's pretty much the same game, just with bigger levels and new weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, slightly better, if, if that's your thing. Um, and both games got expansion packs and remixes and other games like Final Doom, which is like half Doom 2 and then half like fan builds of oh, different levels. And they just okay. kind of packaged it all together. Uh, and then, uh, But they stayed pretty much with the same formula until Doom 3 came out in 2004, Doom 3 drifted a bit from the mechanics of the original. This one's now like a survival horror story. I don't know. Have you played this one? I played a little bit of Doom. Doom 3 was a big deal because it had been a long time since, you know, the last Doom had come out. And by this time, so much had upgraded in the world of first-person shooters um, that people were like, what are they going to do for Doom 3? And it definitely was a game that really leaned into the atmosphere. Like, there was a lot of... I remember it was a big deal that you couldn't, like, have your flashlight up and your gun up at the same time. Right. Um, so it's a lot of sort of walking slowly around corners and things like that. It's not really the kind of game I enjoy, so I didn't really play it, but I'm... It's one I kind of meant to get to. I never never really played mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't appeal to me as much as just, like, running around blasting things. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I, I could say it, it was a big hit. It was the biggest hit in the entire series. And then, but then they kind of um, took a, another long break after Doom Three, right? Very long break, and, yeah. Uh, that Doom Three was the only game it released in the two thousands. Uh, wow! Like up until twenty sixteen, when they released the remake of Doom. Or well, it, it, it's kind of a remake, kind of a reboot, kind of a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's got the same premise, so I don't think it's you know it's it captures what is important about Doom. It does, <laughs> like without perfectly yeah and it's, so it's much faster paced than doom 3 oh man if, if you haven't played that game it's 
I mean, my my PlayStation every time I played is like screaming at me trying to keep up with how <laughs> fast this game is because it's really cutting edge, it's really beautiful looking, and it moves so goddamn fast. It runs at a constant <laughs> 60 FPS. It is just nuts, and uh, it really captures that kind of frenetic energy of it. It gets a little repetitive. After like six hours, you're kind of like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm still shooting. Punching, punching demons in the head. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's pretty great if you haven't it's, played it. Um, um, it's weird to think of just, I mean, the advancement in technology. The the ports for the original Doom, um, we did that giant list of ports. A lot of The Super Nintendo port um, runs at 10 frames per second. <laughs> like... It's, I want to get this it, and it, see this it, now. It struggles, um, to say the least. And the 3DO port um, is like in a windowed... They couldn't get it to run well at full window, so it, the, the window for the game takes up about a fourth of your screen. Yeah, I've, I've read that that's considered the worst version of this yeah. game, and that's including the tap wave. <laughs> so, yeah, this, uh, the 3DO version is not the one to play. Uh, so, unfortunately, none of its developers were still around with the company to enjoy the game of the, the success of the new game. Uh, so John Romero was asked to resign shortly uh, during the development of Quake after a heated argument over the direction of the game. He, you know, we talked a little bit on the Quake episode how it's just kind of like half horror game and half medieval game and yeah. half future game. They didn't really agree Vibe on direction. Vibe is very not clear. Yeah, and by the time 2 came around, it was just a straight up like sci-fi shooter. But uh, a lot of the reason was John Romero. And uh, he was very frustrated with the... He believed that they were just kind of doing the same game over and over mm-hmm. again, which is a, a which valid is true. concern. It's a valid concern. But John Carmack didn't want to mess with a working formula, and yeah. he just kept wanting to innovate on tech without really worrying about the gameplay experience. Uh, so they had some issues there, and also John Romero wasn't really coming to work anymore. <laughs> okay. He got yeah. very, very wealthy off of Doom, and he started living a very, very wealthy man's lifestyle. Uh, but... So he he left, and uh, it, it wasn't. And when, shame, when stoners get rich, yeah, things... he must have bought so many swords. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you I seen definitely John imagine Romero... like if they had like uh, MTV cribs, like oh, if it would be, like John Romero's house. And, like... I want to see. That. I mean, he and John Carmack were both like they both had uh, Lamborghinis yeah. at the same time, and they were competing with that all the time. <laughs> Uh, so he went on and he founded his own studio called Ion Storm and produced a game called Daikatana, which we will get to. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, and things got a little rocky at it after Romero left because even though he had this reputation of being kind of lazy and being kind of combative, he was also a really good people person mm-hmm. and he was good at motivating the team and keeping things uh, on track. And Carmack is a little colder. Uh, he's He's... The genius of the group, but he is not a people person. Uh, he doesn't like interacting with people. He can be very blunt. He's very uh, uncompromising in his vision. Mm-hmm. So that made it kind of a tense place to work. Um, Adrian Carmack left a little after, I think, 2005. Uh, official reason is he wanted to pursue his own independent artwork. Uh, the, the, but there was a lawsuit involved because they were thinking about selling to Activision. And he was let go just before that sale, and he thought mm. it might have been because they were trying to cut him out of the profits. Yeah. But that lawsuit got dropped because the Activision thing never happened. Uh, but they did sell to Zenimax Media in 2013. Um, Famous company, Zenimax. Zenimax are the parent company to Bethesda. Okay, there uh, we go. So, yeah, there they go. Thanks. And uh, uh, so all id games are now going out through Bethesda. And John Carmack finally left the company in 2013 to uh, take an executive position at Oculus. So seems like a reason good fit for him. Oh yeah, like, I would say so. Very techni- technical base. Very yeah, very innovative and uh, not very popular. I don't know. I've <laughs> never seen an Oculus in real life. No, One I know VR is a. Uh, I don't know. Will VR ever become successful in our lifetime? It's had more than our lifetime to try and be successful. Yeah, and 
has not. But. You know, the, the rule with tech is that you follow the porn. Wherever the yeah. porn is going, that's where technology is going to go. So porn went to the internet, the internet blew up. And porn is not really going to VR. It I've it, it has found some places has it? to go. Okay. Um, but I don't think that the technology, I don't think it's worth the rigmarole to get it set up. Yeah. You know? Like, I almost, yeah, yeah. You just want something fast. Yeah. <laughs> you have to set up all these rigs and wires yeah. and suspend yourself it, in this, like, Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the controversy because you can't talk about Doom without talking about controversy. Uh, yeah, like you said, you were not allowed to play this game. I was not allowed to play this game. Uh, this was one of the two games, along with Mortal Kombat, that was kind of at the center of the violence and media firestorm yeah. of the 90s. Uh, people, Parents were really concerned about the satanic imagery in this game mm-hmm. because we were still off the satanic panic of the 80s. And they were worried about the violence, which seems very, very tame today. But yeah. still, um, it was it was more than was present in other games. I and mean, everything is so pixelated in these games that the blood just kind of seems attached to all the characters. When you shoot them, they kind of just turn red and fall yeah. over. Yeah, sometimes if it's really graphic, they'll turn into a little pile of guts on the ground. Yeah. But still, it's just like slump. It looks more like a balloon deflating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good, good comparison. But, uh, you know, and... A lot of parents were really concerned about the idea that it was putting you behind a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of religious rights groups were referring to it as a mass murder simulator. And uh, all this controversy only got worse after 1999 when the Columbine shootings happened. Uh, so apparently Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who were the two shooters, they were avid Doom players. And they used to build their own levels and mod their own games and everything like that. And so that game became a scapegoat. Now, there was a rumor for a long time that they'd built their own level of Doom to look like mm. the halls of Columbine High School. That's never been proven. That's that's kind of an urban myth at this point. But either way, uh, parents were furious. And some even launched a class action lawsuit against id, trying to get them to take responsibility for it. A judge threw that case out, uh, rightfully so. Yes. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, obviously, these guys did not want these kids to go in and shoot up a school. And I don't even think there's a correlation. I think it's just crazy people being crazy assholes. But uh, well, I was... also when you're in a situation of extreme grief, oh, yeah. it's you gotta find a Understand. find someone to. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Doom. It was Marilyn Manson. It was a couple other people. But I I remember I was in high school or I was a freshman in high school when that happened, uh, and uh, I was in Colorado, uh, oh, a couple yeah. hours away from uh, Columbine. And uh, my whole experience with Doom at that point was playing it in the computer lab at school. Oh, my gosh. Because they didn't monitor yeah. that very closely. I would finish up my Mavis Beacon typing really fast. Yeah. I was a good typer. And uh, then I would switch over and just play Doom 2 for the rest of the class. <laughs> uh, and uh, once the, the shootings happened, they, they caught wise and they removed all the copies of Doom from the computers. Um, so you're the real victim here is what you're I'm saying. I'm the real victim. If you want to send me money, uh, there's a GoFundMe set up for my memory. Um, yes. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they launched that lawsuit, but uh, it was dropped, and there's never been controversy surrounding video games ever again. Thank goodness. Finally, we're in the clear. Enjoy Call of Duty 2, where you get to shoot up an entire uh, airport full of innocent people. So, I skipped that level, by the way. That yeah. was too much for me. It gives you the option to skip. I'm like, yeah, I'm skipping. I this. just decided to skip the whole franchise. I that's say, a, I saved a, myself the trouble. That's a decent call, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a decent call. So finally, after, I don't know, what may have set a new record for boring <laughs> Steve facts, um, where we this can talk about thrilling. this game. Your yawns, un- <laughs> yeah. notwithstanding. Now um, let's talk about Doom 64. Doom 64. This was released March 31st, 1997, published by Midway and developed by Midway and its software. And this version is technically a console exclusive, uh, but we'll, we'll debate that So it's bit. unclear. Yeah, let's get right into that. Yeah. It's unclear if this is really a port 
of Doom or if it's a whole nother game. I mean, I mean, you notice the Nintendo 64 was not on that list you read yeah, out earlier. Yeah, exactly. And because it's it's not a direct port, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a spiritual reboot, I guess would be a way to call it. Because canonically, it takes place after the events of Final Doom, okay. which t- comes after Doom 2. So and there's new levels. There's new levels. There's a couple new weapons. There's a couple new enemies. Uh, a couple, and there's a couple, and they updated the sprites. They updated the animations. Okay. Uh, so I mean, it is technically a, a new game. It, I mean, it plays very similar to how Doom plays. There's not really any big steps forward in terms of the technical aspect. You still can't look up and down. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's sort of the big breakthrough. The big sort of divider line between old first-person feeling first-person shooters and new ones is yeah. your ability to look up and down vertically. It was. And that was Quake that introduced Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you can't jump in this game. You can't shoot up or down. Um, you just Everything is on a flat plane. Um, and you just guys kind of really... come into your field of vision and you just shoot at them. Yeah, you don't aim. You just kind of point your gun in their general direction and they'll they'll die um so you know it's so it feels very old school even but even in 1997 this was very early in the uh nintendo 64 release cycle this Mm -hmm. is only like four or five months into it uh and there'd only been one other shooter before this uh and that was turok which was a way way bigger hit Mm -hmm. uh and uh it feels much more modern feels much more modern you could look up and down in that one and you can jump and you can jump which you know it's probably not a good thing for how irritating I mean, it was in Torok, but it was you irritating. still could. If, if they'd given us bigger platforms, I'd be yeah. more excited about that jumping I'll mechanic. let you see his feet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this one, for Doom 64, it handed over the development duties to Midway, and this production was actually pretty famously troubled. Okay. Uh, project had a lot of employee turnover, and a lot of that had to do with the rift between the developers and the management at uh, Midway over multiplayer. Mm. So... The first Doom game is the game that introduced Deathmatch. John Romero is actually credited with creating the term Deathmatch. It launched in 1993 with uh, like one-on-one shootouts. And then like they added and expanded on that more. By the time they got to Quake, it was 16-person online matches. So that's a pretty integral part of the DNA of this whole series. The whole genre, really. And Midway decided that uh, a four-player split-screen deathmatch mode wouldn't be popular on the consoles because (laughs) players would just look at each other's screens which would defeat the entire purpose of the game uh the developers were very insistent that multiplayer games like this were the way of the future but uh midway won in the end and so at the end the game launched up with no multiplayer whatsoever and midway was right we've never heard of a multiplayer focused fps since then i'm racking my brain uh let's see mario brothers uh max Payne. no 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 those are the two games yep those are two first first max Payne are the two games that exist yep (laughs) <laughs> we played both of them today. Uh, so, yeah. And, of course, um, uh, GoldenEye launched, I think, about a month after this. Okay. And uh, proved them very wrong. Very wrong. wrong. Uh, this, Doom 64 was kind of a flop. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for, for an early game on the N64, which was still starved for titles with a big name attached to it, like, it sold less than 500,000 copies, which is really low for this series. Like, that's kind of bad. So, and I, which is, I mean, I was reading um, the a group had rated every port of the Doom series and like their abilities to come to consoles, and they said this is probably one of the best playing ports of Doom uh, or versions of Doom, even if it's not a direct port. Like compared to the PS One, um, it just plays it plays very smooth. Yeah, um, and you move fast. Yeah, I like yeah. the speed of it. Uh, the frame rate is pretty locked. It doesn't seem to have too much slowdown. No, and I would say uh, I, I would say this is the best looking game, but I really can't tell. 
Yeah, I My god. This it, game This game asks deep sort of zen questions of <laughs> if you can't see a game, <laughs> does, how does it look? How are the graphics? Yeah, yeah, yes. it's really hard to say. I my god. I mean, this game on its default setting, it looks like somebody smeared mud over your TV with a trowel. Yeah, like the default you, brightness is just all the way down. Yeah, and we cranked it all the way up, and it was still too dark. So like, we had to turn off the lights yeah. in, in Steve's apartment. You live in an apartment now. I do, yeah. Um, I you've been downgraded. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the housing crunch has affected us all. Oh, bummer. Um, yeah, we had to turn off the lights, and you could still barely see. Yeah, and <laughs> Michaela made the, uh, made the observation that uh, maybe that was intentional, like they wanted you mm-hmm. to get all the lights off, because this one is putting much more of an emphasis on, like, the survival horror element the spookiness. of spookiness. Yeah, they the you know if you remember the music from the original games, it's very like heavy metal, like MIDI version of heavy metal. Yeah. Like the main theme sounds kind of like Master of Puppets from Metallica, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's more about dumb action. And this one's more ambient sounds, kind of like the Quake soundtrack. Just sort of tum- demon tummy grumbles the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah, little 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 grumblies, <laughs> little grumblies hiding in closets. And yeah, like. Halfway through the second level, we got sort of thermal vision goggles, which increased the brightness a little bit. But if you need a mechanic to increase the brightness of your game, you might have a problem. Yeah, like, that tells me that all this darkness was a choice that they made, yeah. and I cannot get behind this choice that they made because it was really fucking hard to see. Yeah. And some in a game that requires you to locate a lot of like switches that are flush with the background. Oh, yeah, the, it the can be really hard to find those. The door. I mean, so basic Doom is obviously you're running around and shooting things. But sort of the breakup of that mechanic is finding doors and key cards to open those doors. Yeah. Pretty much every level has like three colored key cards. And then you're like, find a door. You need the red key card. So go find the red key card. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's all flush with the wall. It's not clear sometimes where there's doors, where there's switches you can press. We would press a switch and it would make a noise like something happened. But it was not clear at all what had changed. Right. You got stuck, like, trying to get this key card. We had to actually go onto a, a walkthrough for Doom 64, which I was not expecting to do. I but, got like, s- we, we were stuck. Like there, was a, like, there were three switches on the wall, and there was a blue key card that was on a pedestal that we couldn't reach because you can't fucking jump. Yeah. And uh, every time you press one of the buttons, you would get crushed by something. Yeah. Until one wasn't crushing you, but, but it, it was wasn't unclear what, what it did. Because you would press a button, you would go back to the key card, and it was still there. So it only it only lowered the pedestal for a couple seconds, so I needed to run back to get it. These kind of games are really um, something I'm really weak at um, in terms of first... Like, I can do first-person shooters that are just super action-focused okay. Sure. They're not my favorite, but when you start getting into wandering around um, in a first-person game, I just get so disoriented, um, especially when the game is pitch black and all the walls look the same. Yeah. I, I, was, I was sort of develop, divulged into just playing devolved into just playing the game in the map mode right you can press top c twice to change it into a, a full screen map and then you can still walk around so i was just following the arrow on the map and that was like, like helpful because it's like the map is bright vector colors and everything yeah. on it and it's like okay i can see that this is actually a wall i'm bumping up into right now if this game had had a mini map which i'm sure is would have been far out of the realm of possibility at this time to have like a mini map in the corner of that colored map with your arrow it would have helped so much yeah you know, so yeah, that that was a lot of the problem. It was just like very murky in every sense of the word, very opaque, and I mean, it added a couple of new things. There were a couple of new characters or a couple of new uh, <laughs> monsters, not characters. I think applying the word character to this. Yeah, game. exactly. You know, uh, the the plot 
uh, as it is, is just that it's after the events of Doom 2, which is set in hell. You make it back out of hell, and <laughs> the demons have hell. invaded Earth. Okay. Oh, yeah, and your, guy, your guy's Doom Guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible name, but Doom Guy is your guy. Uh, in the new one, they changed his name to Doom Slayer. Okay. So he's just out there slaying all those <laughs> all those cues, I guess. Yeah. yeah, all those Tom Cruise pool cues. So, uh, and all of the guns that you would expect from Doom 2 are here. Uh, you know, you got your super shotgun, you got your BFG. Uh, they added another blade to the chainsaw, which was, seems impractical for a chainsaw. Um, I don't know necessarily why you would need to do it unless you just need to cut very specific yeah, slivers. Yeah, exactly. You can adjust the width of the blades. Um, I like to think so. Doom Guy retires, like, after all of this, and he just, like, goes to some place in Vermont, and he just makes, like... Artisan dinner plates out of tree stumps. <laughs> yeah, like he just cuts. It's like, yeah, here we go. Now I'm gonna put some lacquer on this. I'm gonna paint a bird. Nice. Yeah, I assume that's what he sounds like. I like I'm it. Just, I'm basing it off of his. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> from getting yes. shot, and we see his. Did we see? We didn't see his face in this. No. No, that's a bummer because the the original Doom games have the little icon in the bottom for your health, where it's just oh, your yeah. face getting gradually more and more bloodied, which is right. great, and I love that. And we don't have that in this. It's one. just the percentage. Yeah, it's just a percentage. How boring is that? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that while we were playing it, and now I miss it. Uh, yeah, a few new characters, like the Nightmare Imp, which was supposed to be in the PlayStation version of this, but they scrapped it and just moved it over to this one. But I don't know which one's a Nightmare Imp compared to a regular Imp. Yeah, I mean, all the you know, most of the enemies in this game, there's there's some things that do look kind of hum- like people um, mm-hmm. as sort of your basic enemy, but then it gets sort of into just like globby red things with teeth. And, I mean, you know what? Some of these are great designs, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I always liked the... I mean, his name is just Pinky. Uh, he's like that big, brutish-looking guy. Like, there's Pinky or the Caco Demon, which is the floating head. And the design in this one is really cool because the Caco Demons have, like, chains hanging off their wrists and everything. Yeah, I mean, Doom has a cool aesthetic. I it like does. the sort of sci-fi plus the um, the fantasy element. Yeah, and that's all Adrian Carmack, who... Uh, was not as excited about working on Commander Keen <laughs> and drawing yeah. those cutesy little designs when he just it. wants to be all metal. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. To me, you, you haven't really played as much Doom as I no, have. No, I haven't. And I mean, I've always been more of a console guy. It, it felt more sluggish to me than than what I'm used to with Doom games. And not, not even basing it off the new game. <laughs> like, off the old games, it just feels a little slow moving. That might be because... Um, did you... I mean, you... You know, playing a shooter on PC, you're able to do a lot more sort of at the same time. Like, yeah. since you're moving and kind of able to look at the same time. Yeah. Whereas um, this, you're just pressing forward on the stick. And there was a, there was a run button in this game. Yeah. We just didn't it didn't seem to make any difference. It didn't make a difference, yeah. Maybe it was like a toggle, do you think? Like oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe but... we just had it on all the time. Okay. I'll but I mean, if that's that. the case, why why would we turn it off? Yeah. Like, we would fine. We were, we were booking through there. And, oh, the, the default strafe controls are super messed up um, because the Z trigger, you know, is shoot as well as should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the L and R buttons on the controller are your strafe left oh, and yeah. your strafe right. And it's impossible... To I mean, it's just impossible to hold the L, R, and Z, to have access to the L, R, and Z button at the same time. At one it's, point, I was trying to switch over and just use the D-pad. And I'm like, okay, let's see. Wow, this actually controls a little better. Oh, wait, I need to shoot somebody. Uh, uh, okay, no, back to control stick because yeah. I can't reach the Z button from there. It was, you know, there are limitations to this kind of game. And, I mean, Doom has a very particular control set. Like, it's... It's going to play like Doom. And, uh, you, yeah, you have to accept some certain limitations with it. Uh, it just, it generally just feels a little underwhelming 
to me. Yeah, um, I mean, this this would this point would have been a four year old game, and it may be like I mean, I'm not going to argue that Doom isn't a total classic. Yeah, um, but the this game seems like you said slower, and there's just a lot of the mechanics seem based around wandering around and trying to find key cards. Yeah, it just felt like that was the majority of the time was spent doing that rather than shooting at dudes, which is what you want to do when you play. You want to shoot at dudes, yeah, and I mean. It's not always clear, like, what you're doing to activate the key cards. Like, all right, we were playing level three, and we're looking around. It's like, okay, we need to find the red key card. So we went, backtracked, went to another room, and it's just sitting there. Yeah, and it's like, why wasn't it there before? We had just walked through there because there was a rocket launcher on that same pedestal I'd picked up. I don't know what I did to make the red key card appear. Yeah, this game is very much based around the premise of press a switch and then wander around until you figure out what the switch does, which yeah. is a bad, bad mechanic. Yeah, especially because it's, you can't really tell like from the sound of it where it's coming. This is just like you know regular mono sound. You're not going to be able to get a sense of perspective. <laughs> they from don't it. even do that horrible thing um, in game. Like Zelda would sometimes do this, where you would step on a switch and it would have a cutscene to a door opening, oh, but you had yeah. no idea where that door was. Well, and sometimes and, they would, if there were smart games, they would provide some context by doing a zoom out and then showing yeah, you where exactly. you are. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. That's <laughs> still better than this, yeah. where it gives you nothing. It's like, oh, sound, 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 yeah. And I mean, you get some bonuses at the end of every level if you kill every enemy, if you mm-hmm. find all the secrets and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it, it most of the things you're finding are just by accident and, like, just been trying to progress through the game like you normally would. Uh, you know, so it, it's this is a fine formula if the action is able to keep up, but I just felt like there wasn't enough action in this to yeah. make it worthwhile. Like, it was just really slow. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, maybe you know it gets more thrilling as you get to later levels, but um, I don't know the core, the p- core mechanics of Doom for as influential as it are. There's just not sort of much to it. No, it's um, pretty. Li- it's like I don't know. It, it reminds me of Robotron in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like uh, of just like a twitch shooter. You know, you just run through areas and you you steer and you move and you shoot, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very basic. I mean, you could easily have a Doom arcade game if there isn't one already. And so, as soon as it starts slowing down, though, and you're getting stuck looking for key cards, I just start losing interest very yeah, quick. Absolutely. Well, I'm losing interest in talking about Doom 64. We'll right. move on to the rankings. Sure. <laughs> All right. Nice segue. Thank you. Yeah, we should start all our segues with reminding people that they're not interested in what we're Yeah, saying. exactly. <laughs> we do spend a lot of time in this podcast me chastising you for being boring, which is really not a winning formula. <laughs> not, not necessarily. That's all right. Uh, okay, so uh, each week we're adding uh, our games, the games we just played to our ongoing list of Nintendo 64 games. We are up to... This one will bring us to 99. Ooh. Ooh, We're on the cusp of something. Yes. Something big. Something Something. triple with an extra digit. Oh, my God. All right. uh, So uh, why don't you kick us off? Where are you putting this All right. I'm putting this one at number 70, which is, um, I think, around MRC, multiple multiple racing championship. Yeah, below My riddle. Below Monopoly. Below Monopoly. Below Monopoly. Um, Carl Urban, below Monopoly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which, you know, is a dis... So I admit it's kind of a disservice, but, like, this is not the kind of game that I enjoy. Even when it's done well, I don't really enjoy games like this because, like I said, I just get so confused by the layout and the environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is also just unpleasant, which is, you know, what they're going for, obviously. But to me, wandering around back and forth with the, in this extreme darkness with these sort of demon gurgly noises just isn't fun. Yeah. So I I... I don't think that this game is great, um, but it's also extra not for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
I'm going a little higher, yeah. but not terribly much higher. Uh, I'm putting this at number 53. That's right below Wipeout 64. And I think that's probably about where it deserves to be. Yeah, um, but um, and maybe some of that is just legacy and nostalgia letting it go because I do enjoy Doom. I do enjoy the way it plays and the feel of it and uh, the the creativity and the vision and everything. And it's a very important game. But this is not the way to play it. This is uh, just kind of a slow, weird way to play this game. I'm sure you can play uh, it in your browser. I'm sure you can. Right now, if you're at your computer, you can be playing Doom in five seconds easily yeah, yeah. absolutely and it, it'll it'll run great exactly it's very easy you can run it on your phone i'm sure yep so yeah this isn't the way to do it and uh, i just feel like if if i could see things more clearly i would probably bump this up another 10 spaces yeah like if, if i could see what i was doing if it was lighter if the um the delineation between doors was more clear and if the switches actually made it obvious what you were doing things would sort of keep moving in a much better clip yeah, and I, I, you know, I don't even need to be critical of the inability to look up and down or the inability to jump. Like, I can deal with those. I just need to be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> That's a major issue for me. Oh, you're I, so picky, Steve. I know, I want to be able to see I'm what's going on in this game. such a snob wanting to see the games I'm talking about. All right, everybody, that is it for Doom 64. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you're I hope you're really having a good holiday and uh, enjoying whatever it is you do. And why, don't, why don't you fire up Doom 64 and play some multiplayer because it's not there. That's why you don't do That's it. That's why you don't do it. <laughs> Bring your loved ones over with a tease and yeah. then lie to them about a game they can't play. Or you know what? Play Quake 2 multiplayer. Still yeah, great. Much still better. Great. Quake 2 is still our, our little gem of this system. Yeah. Uh, so tune in next week. I'm not even going to 100% commit to what game... We're playing because there's a chance we might be getting our copies of 40 Winks. Uh, I've been getting emails from the Kickstarter for the 40 Winks reboot, and uh, uh, apparently they're being sent out. So sometime between when we're recording this and uh, when we record our next episode, we might have a copy of 40 Winks. If not, if that doesn't happen, then we are going to be playing a game called Forsaken 64, oh. which is a game I know nothing about. It has a woman with a tattoo on the front. Who I thought was Madonna for the longest time, mm-hmm. seeing it on shelves. So uh, I think we should do something like we did with Starshot again and have people write in and say what you think Forsaken 64 yeah, what, is about. Do you, do you can look up the cover. The cover is just like a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, half a woman's face it's... with Forsaken 64 tattooed on her cheek, and she seems to be in some kind of wasteland, or perhaps the Jerry Bruckheimer logo. For like, <laughs> yeah. With a tree getting hit by tree lightning. Getting hit by lightning. Uh, That's the so. whole world. They're going to expand that world into its own movie. <laughs> it's it's part the of Bruckheimer the Bruckheimer Bruckheimerverse, yes. So, um, yeah, why don't we do that? If you tweet at us at Ultra64Podcast or email us Ultra64Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page. Oh, so uh, many places. So many places you can contact us and tell us what you think forsaken 64 is about because if we don't play it next week we're going to play it the week after so and as a random fun piece of trivia to leave you with i think it's really weird that you and i both have a copy of terry pratchett's Discworld for playstation one sitting out in our living rooms is yours in your living room that's really strange i don't even know why this is i don't know why i have a copy either my playstation's downstairs i have no idea why it's up here anyway that's weird Anyway, Discworld, it's an okay game. <laughs> it's slow. Uh, not as slow. No, it's slower than Doom 64. It's slower, it's than, it's Doom slower than Doom 64. By design. But anyway. Uh, so uh, vroom, vroom. That's the sound of a double-sided chainsaw taking us out of this episode. All aboard the double-sided chainsaw. <laughs> Bye. Bye.